edition of Beards, Brews, and Bros. I'm your host, the matrimonious Mr. Mossman, with my co-host, Mr. Byron Moss, and without further delay, the man who shaved with a straight razor once and hasn't had the balls to do it since, Mr. K-Rob. <laughs> Where did you say you came up with that again? That's your weakest one yet, dude. But it was in the shower. It was priceless. I literally thought about that. I was like, damn. Strong moment. I was like, you know what? I have talked about everything else but Kyle, but I have not attacked his balls. <laughs> Pause. You, leave, you don't need to. No. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And fuck you, too. <laughs> uh, it's not a recording session until we get a fuck you from Kyle. Yeah, thank exactly. you. Bye. Copyright Jim Cornette. Thank you. Well, guys, we said we talk a little bit about this week. Obviously, we've got the final results of our gaming challenge. We've got uh, our spoilers. Fantas- spoilers ahead, yes. And then we have our fantabulous nerd news. And then we're going to talk a little bit today about things that happened in the 90s that kids may necessarily not remember these days. And then we're also going to talk about a few of our favorite dirty cartoon moments. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump back and flashback into our retro rewind, where we're going to talk about some of Kyle and Byron's greatest favorites, backyard sports. I, I just wasn't part of that jam. Oh, like it's dude. Like you, you just had, you had to, you had to experience it. It was, it was very unique for what they did at the time. And God, it was, I spent hours playing those games. We actually had a, uh, th- we, there was, there was a couple of classes at in the junior high where on the computer that was one of those installed games like Oregon Trail or something but there was backyard baseball uh and you talk about a freaking addiction <laughs> no if you were talking about addiction for like pre-installed games for uh stuff on the computers did y'all ever play uh Jared you might play this one um it's called hot dog stand yeah I remember that dude no, that was an addiction well- game well, that was back in the day when we used to go to the computer lab. And, you know, the funny thing, your computer lab back in the day, guys, was always a trailer outside of your school. I don't know why. Yep. Pretty much. Until, until I went to fifth grade and they made the fifth and sixth grade center and everything's all in, the, you know, the big old building and whatnot. But beforehand, yeah, please make it make sense why that was always the case. Well, I mean, that was always how it was in elementary. It didn't make a whole lot of sense of why the hell you had your computer lab out here. And it was in a trailer, and it's like, huh. I, I guess I was a little spoiled when like computers were first become big. Uh, I was at a small private school, so we had like a, every class, granted like two classes. Like when I went to elementary, first and second grade were all in the same class, third and fourth were all in the same class. Oh, we got one of those kids on here, Kyle. Uh, we did the trailer thing for fourth grade, and that was because um, actually I couldn't even tell you why. And now looking back, I used to think that. It was because we had cut down from being a fifth and sixth grade elementary school to just fourth grade. But then again, I didn't really get it, you know. It's, was that was that around the time when the fifth and sixth grade center first came about? Yes. Uh, See, I was like part of the second year of students to go there. I remember touring it, but I don't. I never went. I ended up going uh, down to t- old TR TR Royals. It was. It Where was, we become it was, best friends. It was a cool. It was a cool uh, place, you know, really, really nice. And basically, it was here. You go get along with all the other kids in the other school districts that you may not, uh, you know, vibe with. Learn to mingle with rich kids. You 
Well, dude, what kind of I thought was strange, you know, I lived right down the road from a Popper Bluff school different school district, like elementary school. Yeah, Lake Road. Uh, Lake Road, yeah. Yeah, but it made zero sense. Like, oh, the dividing line of your districts ends at the overpass. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like 10 minutes away. It, it's it's called uh, Twin Rivers Lake, full claim to the lake. Well, half the lake. The other half went to Greenville. Yeah, because pretty much anything on the other side of the dam is Greenville. Yep. And then a portion of like uh, I think it's D Highway or uh, get me wrong here on my geography, but the one going towards Puxco is Puxco School District. I, I don't know. The, so the how district... close were you to actually going to Papa Bluff School District? Uh, he was very close. I'll say that much. <laughs> I, I here's the thing. I could literally. So the funny thing is, anytime I had to drive my car to go to school when I was in high school, I you literally like road. I pass Lake Road every fucking time. And then, like, even before then, like, I cross the fucking, you know, the dividing line. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, literally. And then they move their line back a little bit where it was like, oh, anything up to where you go up on the hill behind, like, Lake Road Junction. I was like, motherfuckers, come on. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, that's kind of that's stupid. Jared, well, if, I mean, you it, would, if you would have gone go to Lake Road, we never would have become best friends. This is also very true, but then me and Kyle could have been like even earlier BFFs. This is also true, but I'm glad we met the way we did, and you had Byron first, so it all works out. Byron, it's okay. I had you first, buddy. Yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason sometimes. You've been oh, never mind, never mind. I'll just leave a comment to just between you and me, Jared. <laughs> Those moments when we snuggled on the couch there at Kroger. I remember that time. Stevie Griffin was the one that posted that shit. (laughs) It's like, we just got done working a 15-hour shift. Don't even fucking judge. I'm not going to ask. We were just tired. (laughs) And, like, I think it was on a break or whatnot. We went upstairs. uh, The break used to be upstairs. And we just ended up passing out on the couch. Because that literally is the first I've ever heard of that. I'm well, like, I had my arm, like, around him and everything else. I'm, like, dead fucking asleep. And then Stevie's, like, the things I see at work. <laughs> Stevie Griffith, I'll say this, Stevie Griffith, shout out to him. He's doing really well for himself now. I'm really happy for him. Dude, I have not heard from that guy in a while. Uh, last I heard, he was working at uh, Ozark Federal Credit Union. Oh, I really? I think he's still there. Like, my, my mom goes in there and whatnot. She says, she talks to him a little bit here, and they say, she, uh, he says hi to me. Huh. Neat. Like I said, he was a great guy, hard one of the few hard workers of his age group when uh, when he's still like young. Like that boy was like uh, you couldn't ask for a better like uh, a fellow employee and a friend. Yeah, like I said, he was a chill guy. He definitely was one of the guys to give the shirt off his back if you ever needed anything to. Oh yeah. He definitely nice guy. Shout out to him. Like I said, hadn't seen him in years, but you know, hi and how are you? Uh, it was. So how about we break, how about we get knee deep into this into the show, fellas? We got a lot. To cover. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. We we need to address the elephant in the room, folks. We we have to talk about this five week gaming challenge. By five week gaming challenge, I mean five week no challenge. Shit, I I I tried. But sometimes just just motivation wasn't there, or like just. I will admit, like I got, I had my my good start and just I just couldn't keep keep it going, folks. I I tried. So just spoilers, like I said, Jared won the five week uh, week gaming challenge in four weeks. Woo woo! 
Yeah, he, he cleaned our clocks. Got, no, don't deny got, that. Got no shame in saying so. I'm about to say, I think they got a little screen shy whenever it's like, oh, how many lives you got there? Oh, here, this I got this many. <laughs> Shit. Like, I've never seen anybody going into, like, Donkey Kong Country, like, World 3-4 with that many lives. Mm-mm. Like, I'll give it to him. Like, I thought he might not know the game. I thought he'd be – I thought Jerry would do well in the game. I didn't think he knew the game as well as he showed. Like, I'll just be honest with that. I mean, to be fair, like I said, I hadn't played it in forever. It's not one of those titles I jump on. But I have, like, a really good memory when it comes to, like, retro titles of, like, little oh, yeah. hidden gems here and there. I mean, likewise, we all do for certain ones, but you're, like, Rain Man. I fucking remember shit out of games I maybe played once or twice, but like but, but the thing that is, was like, you grew ahead, up Byron. on the you so you grew you grew up on the S, uh, NES like that's that's definitely your wheelhouse and like going forward if we ever do game challenge again I'm not gonna give you any game on the any NES NES like it's never well, happened again you better put that for the Sega Genesis the obviously GameCube uh the SNES the NES uh I would probably say your safest bet would be N64 PS1 but Anything between those two? Like my wheelhouse will definitely have to be. Uh, I had to say either handheld games or have to stick you with uh, Xbox games because I think Xbox games will definitely throw you for a loop. Well, but Byron, yeah. here's the same thing though. I mean, you both had the same kind of handheld, so we had Game Boy Advance. We used to swap games and stuff. You, yeah, and but it's, same it's, kind a, of DS. it's it's one of those like I can I can hold my own against you in the in the handheld systems. I can't hold a candle to you when it comes to, like, the SNES, NES, and stuff like that. I don't know. I would like to revise a challenge some point. Me and you need to lay down the law with some uh, Golden Sun 1. Oh, God. Oh, dude. I, or I, well, for – go ahead. I said, one, I'd have to go home and, and uh, find my uh, uh, Nintendo or uh, Game Boy SP and see if it still works. Two, make sure the cartridge still works and there's a battery in it. <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be a fun challenge. And Kyle, I think I could definitely throw down with you on some Illusions of Gaia. Man, I haven't played that in years. Jeez. I'm just saying. It's like that, that, no, that's a different type of RPG. That's a hack and slash, like, top-down RPG, which is more, a, more of your type of jam. Well, that's a really underrated, you know, three series, you know, that they're not really true. Well, they are truly connected, but one of those what? titles that you don't hear a lot of love for. Uh, honestly, it's a Square Enix title. I, I think honestly, going forward for next time we do this, I think I'm gonna say to share say it. I think we should do it where we can compete online together against some kind of game like that, like uh, like a, a PC, like find some kind of multiplayer game, like arena battler shooter, whatever, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and and like run it out that way, or even RTS, like uh, do a three person uh, Age of Empires two. And like now that's who, an unfair advantage to Byron there. Oh, when it comes to RTS, I'm not fair. I know you're not fair. That's why I said that's an unfair advantage, sir. I guess it's an, op- it's an option. I don't know. Either that or we can really go old school. We can throw down some Monopoly so I can genuinely educate you folks. Uh, okay, now, In the fine video, manner of economics. Video yeah. game Monopoly, I'd have a better shot. The last time I played Monopoly, I got ran off the uh, off the table. I, dude, I'm used to getting screwed over Monopoly. You can't do anything worse than what I've experienced. Like... I'm used to my cousin Adam and my little brother Joe just putting the screws to me. So, and we were playing championship Monopoly, like the hardcore rules. Like if oh, you goodness. didn't, like in the Monopoly rules, it specifically states if you uh, you don't collect on go until you pass go, 
So if you land on, on go, you are uh, you just you sit there until you pass. If you don't remember to collect, you don't collect. That sounds like, like who, standard house rules over here. That's standard rules. Like that's in the wording. I know that's what I'm saying. That sounds like standard rules over here. To be fair to Miranda, she's a kind of a rule Nazi when it comes to the Monopoly. <laughs> this is why I don't play too many games of Monopoly. But the last version I played was Disney Villains Monopoly. And shout out to uh, to, to my dear sweet friend uh, Rebecca, Becca Queen B, who is a big Disney nerd. And I swear, dude, like you ever play a game, play a board game, and you think you're doing you're doing fine, you're feeling good, then one thing happens, and then another, and another, and like three minutes, you're at your ass out. Yeah, she yeah. she bought up she bought all my properties off of me like that, and I don't even know what happened. And she's just cackling and laughing, and I am not happy. And I literally threw a like a five year old hissy fit. So, Sounds like your ass is still sore. Did she not use lube? Hey, I, I, I got a game for you, board game for you oh, guys. How how about some sellers of Catan? Catan's always good. I will smoke you guys in some Catan. Uh, you'd have to introduce it to me because I don't even know what the hell it's, you're talking it's, it's, about. It's Monopoly with sheep. <laughs> That's pretty much it. We honestly, like I said, guys, we do have the wedding week that we are actually almost in as soon as tomorrow comes around, which is Sunday, folks. And not just any Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. Woo! Two yeah, of us here are super excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, just, I just can never get behind football. Like, it's a, overall, it's an okay game, but to me, it's just – it never was my jam. Well, Byron, typically you get – yeah, you, you, you technically can get behind a football. Just your problem is you're usually in front of the football. It's okay. No, buddy. it's no problem <laughs> is if I – I'm a I'm – a, when I – like, when I go through school, I was 5'10", 5'11", a buck 35. I get hit. I'm dead. So um, you don't have – so you don't have a uh, – you don't have pain threshold. It's not about no, pain threshold. It's – when literally somebody hits you, they're hitting straight bone. Yeah. It hurts. Well, Soul yeah. escapes the body. Speaking of getting hit, Byron, how is that best man speech coming along? <laughs> We're going <laughs> to wing it. <laughs> I, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I got some ideas in my head. I think you'll enjoy the punchline. Oh, I definitely will. No pun intended there. <laughs> Inside uh, joke, folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons with Lily, one of the events that literally solidified our friendship for eternity. Oh yeah, it's one of those things that you know, it's like lightning struck. It was, it was one of those moments. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Old fast hands Byron right there. Oh. Look, a butterfly and stung like a bee. <laughs> Stings like he pees. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get back on track here. Let's go ahead and let's dive into our nerd news. I know everybody's really excited to talk about theirs, so I'm going to let K-Rob over there have a first stab at it. I feel like I've neglected him today. Oh, how considerate and sweet of you. Uh, big news that came through last night from IGN that the Lord of the Rings intellectual property video games and movies are officially up for sale at a cost of $2 billion with the first buyer in line to be Amazon. That's some big shit right there. That doesn't, I mean... Uh, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, Amazon's never entered into the gaming world. And no, uh, uh, they, they've start, they've t- tiptoed in. They're into it now. Uh, I think they, they released a, uh, a year or so, plus, I don't know. Well, they, re- they released an online game called uh, New World, I think yeah. it's what it's called. 
uh, a massive MMO, and it had a lot of popularity. So, like, Amazon is definitely uh, jumping in well, and trying to contend for... Uh, they've got their streaming, like, gaming system, too, as well. They've been advertising for a while. So, I mean, they're kind of playing in the category of, like, Steam as well. They're kind of... But I would be honestly, like, excited to see an HD remaster of, like, The Third Age. That is, like, I, a game too. near and dear to my heart. Or, for, me, or for me, The Two Towers. Oh, oh dude, dude, or Return dude, of the King. Oh. Yes. Return of the King. Return of the King was so much better than the Two Towers. God, now I want to play the GameCube. <laughs> it, the, this was this was a this was a big a big breaking news story that that came through late. So uh, it, it it really wouldn't surprise me if they do get. It. I mean, they've already got the rights to the Lord of the Rings TV show with prequel correct. series. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, I I'll say here's the thing. It gives me a little bit of hope since since of this. Amazon has got so much money. They don't have to be like other gaming companies where they have to push at the bottom dollar. They're like, you know what? We could take a risk because we're already making billions of dollars doing everything else. So shipping, streaming, everything. They they can actually put out a good game. And if they do put out a good game, it's going to put Sony and Microsoft on notice. All the gaming – like Bethesda, all of them are going to be on notice because like, hey, they just – these people have literally barely touched touched into this realm and put out something better than we put out in the last – Five six years. Now here's the question though, since that so they acquired the rights from EA, I'm assuming, right? Correct. Okay, because so. EA Games made the made all the Lord of the Rings games. Produced. Right. So I mean that the and I mean that's it's a good thing. So I mean we're finally can see that. I would love to see them turn loose to some of their other titles. It would be nice. It would be. Uh, two bit but two billion dollars of Lord of the Rings IP is up and Amazon's first in line and. That was that was uh, too big to pass on to share with everybody else. That is, I don't know. I'm surprised the Disney mogul giant, the mouse, didn't have his hand out waiting to snake it. <laughs> yeah. I don't see. I don't see Disney. Disney's so tied in with Marvel, like them jumping in bed trying to get that. It, it just doesn't seem in the realm of what they want. Dude, you gotta think they've got Marvel. They've got all sorts of shit. It's not even like, just because they have all. It's gonna have all that doesn't mean Jack. It's well, like things like this. They have like Fox. They have like uh, all these IPs. They have Simpsons. They have so many things. They do. So they don't have to take this and, and do anything with it. It's no, they don't. They're just acquiring IPs because they can. I mean, technically they're in bed with the devil. I mean, well, no, not really. Netflix owns Lucifer. I had to think about that for a minute. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah. I had I to think only... about that for a minute. I can only think of two shows where Lucifer is actually a, a fun, relatable character, and that is the show Lucifer and Lucifer from Supernatural. Yep. Oh, and then also uh, he was this. He, oh, Tom Ellis made a cameo in the Crisis on Infinite Earth as well. And uh, Lucifer is realms in, are, are, in uh, Marvel. Yeah, he is. I mean, a lot of people don't know that, and of course they forget that Lucifer actually was blonde in the comic. And it was pretty good. He was one of the strongest beings in the DC universe. I mean, one of the few guys to go toe to toe with him was obviously John Constantine. That's Constantine, though. The guy's I, fucked up. The guy's broken as fuck, but he's just like, ugh. I don't know. He just is a crazy. Like I honestly, you know, like him in the dark, you know, Justice League Dark when he took on Trigon and took on freaking Dark Side. It just blows my mind. Dude's a force. Yep. 
But I, I definitely it does. I didn't even know that. Like Kyle, that's a really good bring up for this week. Like I am very interested where that goes. I think a lot of people will be uh, just given the magnitude of the, of of the Lord of the Rings property and its place in pop culture, and uh, Amazon stepping in and not and saying, "Oh, I got two billion to spare." <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely be curious to see where they're going to go with it. If they can actually execute it properly, you guys are exactly right. They're going to put be put on notice by a lot of folks. Yeah, uh-huh. no doubt. So, Byron, do you want to go next, or would you like me to go next? Your choice. I'll go, I'll, I'll go next. So, for okay. me this week, uh, as the b- big thing is coming on right now is the revival of uh, Futurama. Futurama, the only show to come back from the dead twice. <laughs> This is also true, actually. Yeah. And it's, I don't know about you guys, but like, I binge watched all of Futurama. It's such a good show. Oh, it's yeah, funny. And uh, it's, it's just a kooky show that's, it was just fun. But the big thing about this is they bring back everybody but the original voice actor for Bender. And how do you not? I, I don't, I don't care what it costs. You get Jean DiMaggio. Well, question well, though, is he kind of being a cash mark though a little bit? I mean, it's the thing is this Bender is like like all the characters, yeah, they're iconic, but Bender is like the one thing of like the, he's doing cash for he's like it's like literally I see so many memes of people saying uh of memes of we're gonna build it better this time we're gonna have it with uh blackjack and hookers. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> or kiss my shiny metal ass. Yeah. Like all right, my shiny metal ash. It's, it's I'm a, just saying it. He, he, go ahead, Byron. I'm sorry. I, I, it's, it's okay. I, I'm sorry if I'm kind of hogging the mic here a bit, but it's like Bender is just an iconic character. I feel like if you're going to do an iconic show, you have to find a way to make where you get the original actors. Because if you don't, you completely change it up and it's not the same. And yeah. like it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's, uh, I think Mark Hamill solves everything. That man does solve everything. He's a national treasure. I mean, yeah, he is. Icon. Or uh, you know the fact of like you know what the only other person besides him that's a national treasure in the voice acting world, fucking God bless America, Tara Strong. Fair. But it's a also but Kevin Conroy's a third is a third oh, choice yeah, tonight. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Conroy, you can't you can't go wrong with him. But like I said, like with them not bringing back the actor for Bender. A lot of fans have straight up stated. They even posted like on Twitter, I think, uh, to him said that if they don't bring him back, the fans aren't gonna watch the show. Yeah. Well, I, they I, just I, boycott it. Yeah, hey, I already that there's a boycott planning for from fans of the show. Dude, if it, it could work, think about it like this: we succeeded in the Sonic movie. We could do yes. it. Yes. Yeah, we did. When Sonic looked like complete hog ass, we got yes. that fixed. The fans. You're damn I mean, right. It's again the things like. The Futurama fans, like, they are devout, and if you, they're not going to take a line down. And it's it's in Hulu's uh, – balls in Hulu's court to either try to get this worked out so they can bring it back or be prepared that this is not going to work out. Well, here's my other question, though, since – well, no, Hulu is technically in bed with Disney. So technically, is this Disney's problem because it's technically a property of Fox? Yeah. So it's it, – I mean, they, they got to figure it out. Don't know, but it's it could be interesting to see how this develops and if it releases without uh, 
the guy somebody the better get that fucking mouse to bite his shiny metal ass and get this working yes because <laughs> i i don't see this going well if they recast it i feel bad for anybody who decides to take that voice role yeah because oh, you know, you're, you're gonna get the big one from that i just you have an unattainable voice to live up to but here's something that they, they could potentially do. It's risky and could potentially be a lawsuit. They could take uh, all the uh, voice logs from the original series and computer generate all the lines using those. Well, they could do that. And, I mean, technically they own – so he has the rights to his voice, but they have the rights to the character. So it could be mm-hmm. a weird quasi thing. But if there's anybody, like I said, that can screw somebody over, it's the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> No joke. So, Jared, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to make a comment to that, though. It'd be kind of the same way with uh, uh, Rocksteady Games whenever they screwed over Kevin Conroy for his Arkham titles. Because it's, technically they had the right to the character Batman, but he didn't have it in his contract to be specified. It's like, you got to get this much money for your voice acting. We're paying for the character, not for you. Well, but that's also see. Warner Brothers for you. Yeah. God, when did when did this all like all this stuff go to shit? Where like it just became all about greed instead of you know actually good property and good like just good everything. Honestly, when Microsoft got taken to task by the government for trying to monopolize, that's when it started. That too. Well, it's when you insert all this regulation and whenever certain ones can skirt the law and go around that is when it's a big issue. Yeah. So there's a reason. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish up. Well, all I was going to say for the last thing is there's several companies that do that. You know, obviously AT&T partnering up with Digital Direct TV, but then when they tried to reach out and purchase T-Mobile, that didn't happen. It is what That's it kind is. of the weird thing there. When you try to either try to control one form of something, you know, either be communication or be televised broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, let's have to wait and see. So, Jared, what do you have this week for us? I'm curious. So, so I'm a little unorthodox this week. I actually stepped outside of my genre, and Kyle will be really proud of me. Oh? So the thing I'm ready to talk about is the fact that the revitalization of Death Row music records is back in action, thanks to one Snoop Dogg. The dogs. I just heard the words Death Row records come out of Jared Michael Mossman's mouth. And my, I know. What world is this? It's, well, I mean, you got – go ahead. <laughs> the biggest thing, too. It's 2022. Anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible. Never say never. Indeed. But, you know, the biggest thing is with Death Row is they brought West Coast hip-hop to everywhere. They were one of the few people. Obviously, it was helmed by Dr. Dre at one point, and then it kind of disappeared, and I think it was 2006, 2007. And this hasn't been around for a while. And then just now recently after, I think it's what, 16 or not 16 years. Fuck. After a period of time, more or less, it's finally produced its first work. Obviously one is one of Snoop Dogg's titled songs. I cannot think of the guy who they gave the nice rub to and said, Hey, you're going to be the first one released on this record after this long. But I think it's a good thing. It's going to be positive because honestly, the dude knows how to make his money. If anybody can make that pimp out and run, it's going to be Snoop. Yeah, and and also Snoop is uh, is going to be part of the most OG, one of the most OG halftime shows tomorrow for the Super Bowl. I'm super stoked for that. And my that is a star-studded class, right? My there. knees won't be, but. <laughs> 
Well, you got Eminem, you got Snoop, you got Mary J. Blige, you know, three right there, great people, and then I cannot think of the guy's Kendrick name. Lamar. Yes, the fourth. Yeah. Um, but en- enough said. You've already got Eminem. Enough said. They're going to blow the roof off of uh, the dome. Yeah. Or I'm curious the what they're going to do. It, it's, uh, it's retractable. Uh, I think it opens, like, sideways or something. All right. Well, but also, they're going to blow it off. <laughs> but it's a West I th- Honestly, I think halftime show is going to get a better, bigger reaction than my Rams will, and this is their home stadium. Go Bengals. Oh, uh, we were talking Thanks, about – we were talking earlier, me and Miranda, and she was like, yeah, you know what? They're going to have this really kick-ass football game at this really nice Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and fucking Eminem concert. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Facts of life. I mean, literally. literally. Great viewership all the way up to halftime, and then after halftime, you're going to see, like, it just die. Uh, well, to uh, to tie in with the Super Bowl, and this is what – because this one means a lot to a lot of people – uh, in, in Detroit, actually, um, because my Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, played his first 11 years with the Detroit Lions. They're actually selling Detroit Rams merchandise up in Detroit. What? Yeah, like they took the Rams logo and they're slapping it all over, like, in Detroit Lions, blue and silver colors and stuff, because they're all cheering him on. You know, yeah. they're rooting for their guy to win a Super Bowl. And what's messed up is our starting left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, not to be no relation to the Whitworth family we know, amazingly. He just won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for yeah. um, representing the National Football League and the Los Angeles Rams. Here's the kicker. He spent the first, four, I think, 13 years of his career with the Bengals. <laughs> They drafted him in, I believe, 05 or 06, and he went to a couple of Pro Bowls for the Bengals. Great player for them. And now he's got his first shot at a Super Bowl, and he's playing against the team that drafted him. Also, the Bengals' head coach was was the Rams' quarterback's coach just two years ago. You can't make this – you can't write this, like – No. Yeah. It's it's. I'm gonna say also, the spread's looking really nice for the game though too. Yeah, I believe it's a four and a half point spread for uh, yep. uh, in favor of the Rams. But I got asked last night, what are my thoughts on the game? Because you know a lot of people have worked, and I'm a Rams fan, and I I'm confident, but I don't feel good because this Bengals team has it factor written all over it. They have the things you can't teach and and are not uh, tangible to a box score. This that is true. It factor is what Brady had. It factor is what Montana had, and the 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 clutch postseason performers, guys like that. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow is that dude. Period. So it's gonna be a fun game and a first time matchup too. It's a new matchup that we've never seen. Yeah, it ought to be interesting. I mean, it's. I, I'm honestly, I'm excited for it. it. It is one of the highlights of my Sunday. So, so Kyle, would you consider this uh, game kind of like a change of the guard then? Yes, I absolutely would. Because first and foremost, Joe Burrow, I believe, is 24 years old. All of the all of the best young quarterbacks in the National Football League are in his conference. The guy, I think about this. He plays in a division where three of the starting quarterbacks in his division are Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. He, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Then you got Patrick Mahomes, kind of a stud. Josh Allen for Buffalo, kind of a stud. Justin Herbert for the Chargers, kind of a stud. 
You know what they all have in common? They're under 25. They're going to be lifers for sure, man. That's where the power is going to lie for a long time, where all the the, the elite NFC quarterbacks are no are no younger than, tw- than 29 years old. I'll tell you honestly, too, the fact that they project or pr- really protect the longevity of the player anymore these days, too. It's, is gotten, nice a lo- it's gotten a lot better. Um simply because you want to make sure that these men have, you know, healthy lives past football because they have families to raise and people yep. to be responsible for. Um, so it's it's imperative that you put in rules to protect the players. And I do respect that greatly. Some people would say that it's pussifying the game. Well, I'm sorry. You only get one brain. No matter That's what, it. it's still a violent ass game. So can't be Joe Namath. Yeah, or, or you know, Brett Favre, or, yeah. you know, guys like that. Granted, their 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 um, their legend is bolstered by playing through injuries and toughness and everything. But but don't take away from players today; they're equally as tough. There's just more rules in place. It makes me makes me makes me want to beg the question of, what's the longevity of a rugby player versus a football player? You know, <laughs> Google is our friend. So now let's see. Average career span. Make sure to tape your ears. Uh, length of rugby. Of a rugby player. Drum roll, please. Seven years, according to a survey in 2013. Okay. Uh, let's see. Players will start speaking of retirement at age 32. So if you take the age range of 18 to 32, a good run will be 14 years. Good grief. Especially in a game that physical with no padding. It makes you wonder, like, there's football players with the padding whose careers only lasted that long, too. Mm-hmm. But also, so like, but also ru- football players are way more athletic than rugby players. I'll give you that. That's another thing to really consider there. Unless it's like the Australian rugby team. <laughs> Tape your fucking ears. Sheesh. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I would not want to play against the New Zealand rugby team. Jeez. Oh, the All Blacks, not the All shit. Blacks. Honestly, dude, like if you just saw them doing a haka pregame, you'd probably shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I give you that. <laughs> like that—that's intimidation, man. Like straight up. It's like I said, it's, it's it's it just again begs the question of like, yeah, they might be as athletic, but still, it's that whole concept of for me, it's we have football players whose careers last that same average length, if not sometimes shorter, and they've got way more protection. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm all for, like, keeping the uh, players up with a better condition. Well, wasn't there always the conversation about equipment and concussion relation between the helmets, Kyle? Uh, well, I mean, there was a movie Will Smith did uh, called Concussion, which really raised awareness. Um, looking, because you look, you go, if you were to look back on the history of players playing through concussions, Troy Aikman who does commentary for Fox Sports um, with uh, Joe Buck, a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he had six concussions, and there were even other ones that were not reported to the league because he didn't want to lose his spot on the field. Yeah, that's it a bit Back much. then, it was a, it was a case of you do what you have to do to stay on the field. I feel like that was like yeah. a, a sentiment throughout most of us, like almost like us growing up, because like I remember playing basketball and like, Unless I physically couldn't like get out on the court, even mm-hmm. I was hurting, I still was out there playing. 
Yep. And you kept going until you couldn't. Yeah. Yep. You know. Very. Uh, like I won't deny, I was not athletic basketball player. I barely played, but still, like even in practice, like even if you side note, boys, well. this weekend coming up, it's literally going to be 57 degrees. I vote we get a game of touch football going. If the ground's dry. Be, of course, it would be nice for the weekend of your wedding. Meanwhile, it's 29 degrees right now. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be freaking 62 here on Wednesday. Make it make sense. I don't know. I've yet to figure it out. But we were literally just talking okay. about it, and we were like, yeah, you know what? There's enough guys. We literally could get a game going. Oh, definitely could. You know, it just, it just it's going to depend on uh, who's going to need to be carried off first because we all have bad knees. Me. Me. Yeah, like, probably. I'm going to have to take, find my ankle brace if I'm going to play. Well, then now that I know we're going to play some football, I'll have, to, I'll have to, to get according clothes. Exactly. I'm about to say, you better get ready for that. And, guys, what do you think we go ahead and we jump into our next segment? Let's talk about things that 90s kids knew about, but kids these days have not a fucking clue about. Dial up internet. Let me go ahead and get that one out of the way. Well, that was one thing that a lot of people said. It's like, get off the fucking phone. <laughs> you're, inter- you're slowing down my internet. Mm-hmm. Or, I got uh, one, another I got one that worked. Go ahead. Ro- rotary dialing phones. <laughs> that too. Well, I- I'll tell you a funny thing. One of the other kids that I work with, he- keep in mind, he's only 23, but he had no idea what the fuck MapQuest was. <laughs> MapQuest. <laughs> Dude, that's like, if you wanted to go anywhere, you had to go online, map quest it, print out your route, and then you that's how you yep. went there. Like this. But then I brought up the. Yes. But I brought up the other question. I was like, dude, do you know what a road atlas is? And his dad walks in. He's like, Dane, it's a giant ass book of maps. What the right? Speaking speaking of things that you had to that you had to look up information for, y'all got Wikipedia today. We had Encarta. Remember Encarta yeah, Encyclopedia? Faintly, faintly. Oh, I'm about to say, I still remember Funkin' Wagnalls. Oh, oh Ask Jeeves. Oh, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask or uh, what was the one? It was the dog. I cannot remember. Oh, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Was it Fido? Love it. Maybe? I, I don't know. I, I just remember you could go there. It was a search engine, more or less. But it's like, I remember the dog. But Ash Jeeves was a big thing. I wonder if that thing's even still up these days. I have no clue. That would be amazing if it was. I know AOL Messenger finally went down a couple years ago. but if, God! AOL Messenger. Like, people don't, like, kids nowadays don't even know. Or big oh, it's seen. literally just ask.com now. Yes, it's ask.com. That's right. Uh, like, I saw something a while back. Like, So, like, kids in this current generation, like, gosh, I wish I had a, a, uh, a social media page where, like, I could, like, customize it however I want to, have music and whatnot. And we're all like, you mean MySpace? MySpace? <laughs> right. Bro, we, well, we, I mean, they changed. We legit, changed... we legit failed Tom. Well, I mean, the whole thing was we – Back in the day, we literally could customize the layouts. It was teaching you a little bit of coding stuff. But then, like, they made it super generic like Facebook, and now it's just strictly for music, mostly. I'll tell you another one that people don't remember. VCR rewinders. Oh, God. (laughs) Because if your VCR didn't have the ability to rewind, you guess what you had to buy? A fucking rewinder. Or a pencil. Just, Just rewind with a pencil. I remember doing it with quarters, like sticking into the tracks and doing it that way. Pencil was sort of like with, with a uh, with a fat number two wood pencil. Yep. 
you guys are talking about freaking cassette nope. tapes. You could do that with a uh, with your finger or your thumb or whatever, or with a finger to like rewind your tape. You could do it manually. It just took forever. Yeah. My parents still it, actually yeah. have their VCR rewinder. It loaded like a toaster. You slid yep. it in. Yep. I remember. And my grandparents' house, they still have one. But that's another thing too. Remember that your VCR didn't have a rewind button. Nope. Or, or if if you did have a rewinder, you had to manually you had to rewind it in the VCR if you, when your VCR had it. So you're like, oh, I've done this movie. Got to rewind it and put it away. So I just thought of one actually. Not only CRT TVs, but if you had a TV and it had a button missing on the front, you didn't have a remote and you had a button missing, like the volume down or channel up or something like that, having to use a pencil to change the channel or turn the fucking volume down. On t- Dude, I remember needle nose pliers in the front trying to turn that volume up. Oh, Wait, I, I, go ahead. I got one for you. Do y'all remember growing up how cool it was if you had a TV with a built-in VCR? Bro, yes. that, was, that was it right there. And kids nowadays like what? It's like, uh, like or even nowadays like imagine if your TV had a built-in DVD player or Blu-ray player. It's like they would lose their shit. Yeah, no. Dude, doubt. I've got one for you. Calling after nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yes. wait, yeah. Wait till nine o'clock. My minutes are free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then also AOL CDs. Fuck, you had like free internet for a little bit. Oh, uh. Telling kids about LimeWire. Oh, God. Napster uh, back in the day. LimeWire, Napster, U-Torrent. Piracy. Piracy at its finest. I'll tell yeah. you another one. Piracy what about viruses. What about even just rewinding your, you know, speaking back to the other one, what about just even rewinding our cassettes? I remember sticking a number two pencil in, like, my freaking cassette player. Yep. I had, like, a, yep. and think it was a milestone when you actually got an original Sony Walkman. Yeah, yeah, and you felt like an absolute boss. Like, you couldn't do no wrong. Or the problem of trying to stick your CD player in your back pocket. Yeah, it had to be very careful because if you tapped it wrong, it, it's like, it messed it up or whatever. Or the fact whenever you're trying to listen to your favorite jam, it keeps skipping and you look at the bottom of the disc, it's all scratched up. Yeah. Now, oh, here's one for you. The struggle of trying to play a video game at night in a car. Oh, having to have the worm light or even because the folks, we didn't have backlit screens back in the day. Nope. We didn't get backlit screens until the uh, uh, Game Boy SP. Or the fact that your handhelds had to have four to six batteries to run. Oh, and 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 those things were uh, were battery hogs back in the day. Oh, yeah. Or Robin from Peter to pay Paul freaking dad's like, okay. remote control batteries. Exactly. <laughs> I want to play I want to play this, but I'm, but where am I going to find good batteries? Oh, let me take out of the TV remote and make a sacrifice. Uh, or uh, the, the struggle of your battery's about to your battery's about to die. You, you're not at a safe point yet. So you're, you're hauling ass trying to find a safe point before your batteries die. Oh, dude. Oh. I remember how many times like you could run on that red light or even you're like, oh, I got a good enough battery. Orange light's on on your GBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one now. I got a couple things for y'all, and also shout out to uh, we got a lot of people that contributed to um, to these uh, things that people or young kids today wouldn't um, know about. So I want to give a quick shout out to some Facebook friends of mine, uh, Blake, Adrian, who uh, both worked with at Walmart, my old buddy, college buddy Josh, and also my friend Rebecca. Or they, but they they threw out some things that we met that kids they will know about overhead projectors in school. Yep. Yes. Uh, 
the the rectangle school pizza. They don't. No, that still exists. Does That's it really? Still out there. I thought it's they still... looked like regular size because like my high school, we we stopped doing the uh, rectangle shit. No, they, but, it's, uh, like, uh, in rural schools, it still happens because I, uh, I cannot think of the company right now, but you know they're a food distribution company. Kyle. They're kind of like PFG, Cisco. Yes, so you have like companies like Cisco and PFG that did those sort of things. Oh, banging! So we still got that, but still not enough kids know today how the greatness of it. And on a side note, let me go ahead wait, and give wait, a shout wait, out wait, to Chicken wait, Nugget wait, Monday. Greatness. That pizza is yeah, freaking fire, that, dude. What's, what's the no, matter the, with you? The, the freaking square pizza would taste like cardboard. Wrong. You had to that stuff in, ca- in like a uh, ranch just to make it edible. Byron, the square breakfast pizza. That was fire. That was fire. You're Thank super you. ass disqualified and fired. Also, just give a shout out to the <laughs> oh. let's give a shout out to the greatest educational game that you can find in school, Oregon Trail. Oh, yes. oh my good! Oh my good God! Have you died of dysentery today? I have not. I have not died of dysentery. <laughs> and then, know, let me let's get another one in, Jared. I know you're very fond of these pogs. Oh, you, you, you want to take the wheel awesome. on pogs, dude? You knew you had an awesome set of pogs when you had a metal bitchin' slammer. Ah, I, I've got one for you. Going back to like, the whole school food stuff, I don't think they still do these anymore. Pizza sticks. No. Well, yes, we bought them Bosco do. sticks. Dude, dude, I actually have the Bosco sticks at my work. So we can buy it. So, we're having Bosco sticks. Yes. Yeah, because the funny thing is, so Holloway, Holloway Distribution, shout out, not 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 a paid advertisement, but they actually we get that from them. They distribute them also over to uh, Prairieville like the school district as well. So we got the original pepperoni pizza ones, and then we have the regular mozzarella ones in-house. Uh, the, the pizza ones are the best. Oh, pizza, the, the, uh, pepperoni, pepperoni. Yeah, we've got all those. And then I don't know if you guys remember tater kegs or not from back in the day. Tater was, kegs? No. No. <laughs> Literally, it's a little potato keg that has like egg, bacon, and like sausage in it and cheese. Something like the uh the like microwavable like little containers? No, like it's a little keg. It's probably like an oversized tater tot, but it's filled with breakfasty goodness. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it, it does ring a bell. They were back in the day because remember they had some that were like in a triangle too. The triangle like breakfast. Oh, like, those! Yeah, they made two different variants. We actually I, have I the triangles that tri- work too. Triangle. Oh God, the tear like the uh, it's just it's a hash brown with like all this like breakfasty goodness. It was yep. delicious. I'm a little envious because I've never heard of that, but that sounds fire. But that's oh, exactly it what it is. They they were it's the same company. Oh, Jared, from Twinever School lunches. Do you remember Taquitos? Yeah, meat. but I didn't like them. Oh, I love those. Those were always like you like get your like three or four taquitos for lunch with some cheese outside, just stuff the cheese in them. Oh, I've got one for you guys. Lunchable pizza sticks. Lunchable pizzas you... in general, those were an absolute game changer. Well, they used to have a thing like it was called the it was the mega lunchables that you could get. Yes. They had pizza sticks. They had breadsticks that came with it and had dipping like marinara sauce and everything. They were so good. And speaking of lunchable pizzas, Kyle, you can do adult lunchable pizzas. All Shut you need, up. you can do all you do is it's the base is non bread. There you go. I like that idea. 
It, it's and, essentially you just bake a pizza with non bread and it is fire. Hmm. You have my attention. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I have lunchables in my refrigerator right now. <laughs> Mind like, you, half of them are mine. <laughs> so another thing that I don't think kids of today would understand because I really think like they're 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 advertising for like video games in terms of commercials doesn't it, it pales in comparison to what we had as kids. Our commercials were so overly badass. Like Crossfire. look at look at the, yeah, of course Crossfire, but look at the Mortal Monday commercial. Oh God! And also, do you notice one thing in that commercial? There are no adults. No. It was kind of the theme of the '90s, where kids rule and adults suck. Also, exactly. like the the, uh, the catchy songs of the commercials, like Wonder Balls. Oh, are yeah, uh, jingles. Dude, like, Wonder catchy, Balls. Yeah. Where are the catchy jingles nowadays? That's another. Yeah, that's a good point. Because look, like Jared just saying, Crossfire gets stuck in your head immediately. Ron Washerman, where are you? Baby Bottle Pops. <laughs> that jingle. Oh, God. Baby Bottle Pops. Baby, Baby Bottle, bottle Pops. Pops. Oh. Or, or the fucking Teddy Graham song. I don't remember the oh. Teddy Graham song. Uh, I got I got it, one for you. It was oh, just the one that they, they changed. Just want to be your teddy bear. It's like, just want to eat those Teddy Grahams from the Bisco. Ooh. Do y'all remember Dunkaroos? Yes. Okay, don't get me started on Dunkaroos. Once again, to to my lovely lady friend, Miss Becca, she has a whole she has a whole like gamut of Dunkaroos, and we have a Sam's Club. And one day she went, uh, she was grocery shopping there, and said she found them all and bought them all. So what I'm hearing is you're going you're going to take some of those and bring them to the uh, wedding. She's not well, gonna Byron, we can just go to Rosier's and just get them our damn selves. You're out of your oh, mind. She ain't gonna share those with me. <laughs> I didn't say you had to like ask permission. I'm saying you just bring them. Hey, easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, Kyle. I mean facts. <laughs> hey, like she won't notice if a box is missing. Um, uh, yeah, try again. Something yes. else, guys. <laughs> Another catchy song and stuff. Tamagotchis and Gigapets. And that's another thing that kids today wouldn't know anything about is the majesty of uh, taking care of your Tamagotchi. Like, oh, and, and like you knew, like if you had Tamagotchi you brought to school, everybody was jealous. Yep. Oh yeah, you had a clip to your bag. You thought you were hot shit, man. God, <clears throat> dude, so many things of like. Uh, Obviously, standard light brights back in the day when you ran out of your paper, you just got black construction paper and posted it up there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or freaking uh, micro machines. Oh, the com- yeah, the, the the commercial with the the guy who talks. Super Van City, well, micro machines. Yeah. Catchy fucking theme songs, people. Definitely, and not and it just didn't come from cartoons, commercials, and and just advertisements and things Dude, like. Dude, the commercial for the Sega Genesis and Game Gear with the Lion King. Don't blow it. Sega, you know, when it's the Christmas commercial. And he's like, Mega Pegasus for reindeer? Don't know that one, but but that sounds a little suggestive. <laughs> well, it's the whole thing. Like, the guy, the kid asks his dad to go to the store to look for him. This game, he's like, I want Sega Genesis or Game Gear with the Lion King. And he says, don't blow it. So he's looking for this thing. And then by the end of it, he forgets what he's looking for and ends up asking, like, to go see Santa, and he's like, Mega Pegasus for reindeer? <laughs> like, Ugh. just 
word vomit. And then you see like the advertisements for the Lion King. And then of course you get to see the stuff for Genesis Sans the Hedgehog and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is like nineties commercials at its finest, folks. And then you I mean, if we're talking Sega and nineties commercials, come on, Genesis does what Nintendo don't, the GOAT. Yeah, that's always the classic one. Genesis does I mean, dude, look at the commercial. It's got Michael Jackson in it. Dude, I, I'll be honest with you. You ever noticed like a lot of the Sega commercials you noticed on like Fox and then like ABC and CBS you saw like Nintendo? Because they, because Fox was like the edgy network. They were the new, you know, they were the new angry kids on the block, if you will. Dude, uh, I remember like watching oh, uh, the Flintstones the, like wedding like movie. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember watching the Flintstones wedding movie, and then there was an advertisement for Super Mario World. <laughs> and it was like a Domino's commercial. I, I'm just thinking, like, do you remember the commercial for Fox Kids? How, like, edgy that was. No, oh, but dude. I don't doubt it at all. Well, you got to think, you had, like, Power Rangers as your cornerstone of awesomeness. Teenage and anything Mutant like. Turtles and New Mutation. Oh, Byron. Mystic Knights of Tiernanug. Oh. Oh. Beetlejuice, fucking big bag of Beetleborgs. Uh, God. VR bless. Troopers. <laughs> we are. VR. God bless. Freaking so many shows and so many. Like, you saw so many advertisements on there, too. Like, freaking toys. You know, Bandai had, like, the freaking cornerstone of, like, freaking stuff for Fox. Anything Bandai they could brand and get out there for kids, you bet your ass it was on and there. That's, a, that's another thing like kids nowadays will never understand is like if you wanted to watch like certain things, you had to have certain channels. Like this ain't age of all these streaming platforms, you can watch just about anything, everything without waiting. Yeah. Back in the day was at least like platforms they had to uh, really push themselves out there to get viewerships. Something else ninety that we only we understand turning your antenna to be able to receive a channel you want to watch. That's yeah. a you thing. That's definitely a you thing. No, that's a that's a that's an everything. We didn't have the <laughs> antenna. We didn't have the antenna. We had the cable box. Dude, oh. I remember how many times I would be either on the roof or like the old ones had like motors. There was a motor built into the very top of your antenna, and it would turn for you. But when that motor got wet. And it wasn't working. Who guess who was outside turning it by hand? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one. Uh, smack your TV's not working. Just straight up smacking. Smack it. that some bitch on the side. Or to play your games, you had to be on channel three or four. Yes. Yep. But, uh, but with the TVs, thus proving, and also we had to do it with game consoles too. Thus proving violence does solve a, a lot of things, not everything. <laughs> But a lot. Oh, it taught it taught us a lot about things. The future is gonna blow for you, gents, if you gotta blow in this fucking game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blow it in your Sega and Nintendo cartridges, yes sir. Oh, and it man. works. I don't care what anybody says, it works. Dude, there are so many freaking times. I'll tell you another one. Uh, kids wouldn't really get these days. Uh, obviously having like access to you know streaming services but recording your favorite shows on vhs yeah like watching your saturday morning cartoons later Mm -hmm. that's big time especially nowadays if for those who are still fortunate enough to have their vhs recordings where you can now convert them to high quality dvd or blu-ray content uh quality dude or even just like sharing like i remember it was always like a trip to the freaking like 
store to go to like movie gallery or showtime back in the day because you would be going down there and be like oh man i gotta rent this power rangers vhs or you know what just came out freaking aladdin or i remember freaking getting lion king on vhs like it was a big deal like my grandparents never really bought very many vhs's but when they're like oh the grandkids would love this this is a great film they bought that one yeah and couldn't have been more right on the nose there Oh, dude, I remember watching it several times up there with them. And then, of course, it was like another game changer when you saw Toy Story. You're like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. the first VHS movie I can that I can distinctly recall seeing was a movie that's basically the reason why I hate clowns to this day, and that's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had so many cheesy-ass B movies and, like, bad kung fu movies come into our house when I was a kid. Uh, that, that's, that's something that like, kids won't understand. Is like, dude, underrated. It also like back in the day, like these cheesy movies that worked, like all the '80s cheesy slasher films, they don't work in this day and age. As so, not everything's going to age, but and still, that's, and that's like, perfectly fine. Hey Kyle, four words: no retreat, no surrender. I still haven't seen that, dude. I'm confused. It is like one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's great action movies. If you're not talking Bloodsport, I don't want to hear Jean-Claude Van Damme. Dude, that was around the same time as Bloodsport. He had like a good run during the 90s. That was the whole thing. Yeah, but then he did Street Fighter. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I, just, we like, appreciate just like we don't talk about Bruno either. We, oh, God. hey, do, that's an amazing song. I don't it is. No, Encanto is an is an enchanting movie, and I'm probably gonna go watch it with my daughter after we finish up here. Um, no, I I really like Encanto, but um, good lord, it's it's becoming uh, Let It Go levels. It's, it's it past, is. No, it's past Let It Go levels. The song uh, we don't talk about Bruno has surpassed Let It Go. Oh wow. You really think so? I never, so, uh, I never oh, thought I would see it's, the day. It's not, I think. It's proven. It has more listens than Let It Go. I just, it is just so, it, it's earworm like to me. It's, ah. It's just like most cartoons from the 90s. Why do you have such a good song? Why do you keep bringing me here? <laughs> Disney, you, you keep Manuel, uh, Lynn Manuel around forever. Because he will make you money. Oh, man. Fat Cat Jones over there. Yeah, this song, that song has been an absolute monster since that movie dropped. So, this this, this one was, an, was a lot of fun. Uh, and we got a lot more coming for you, for you folks. So, uh, Jared, next up is something that you've been waiting to get knee deep into since we first started thinking, getting into Think Tank with this. The 90s was a decade to push boundaries and test limits in pop culture and entertainment. And and one area that was always kind of seen as taboo was cartoons because they're for children, generally. But, but, it all started with a little show called Ren and Stimpy. Oh, God. Dude, you gotta so, think the innuendos were around way before Ren and Stimpy, though. But, but the Rocco's Modern World. Not Mark, Rocco's Modern Life, son. GTFR. I know, like, I know that. So we're gonna wax poetic about some of the dirtiest moments. Well, I was correct in Byron. <laughs> oh, it's Modern Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, remember when we all found out what his actual job was? Own sex operator. Like, this is a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Like, Nickelodeon was wilding back in the day, man. Action League. Now, the flesh. His power is he's super naked. He's super buff and super naked. That's what I remember. Uh, yep. Angry Beavers. We're not even going to touch that with the stick, Byron. The biggest thing, guys, amongst the group of us, and it's an exciting thing for me to talk about it because I'm the dirtiest fuck in this group. No joke. It's true. And you're but, one getting married. Congratulations. I uh, know. Thank you. Thank you. She finally might set me right. Who knows? She's going to make an honest yeah. man out of me. <laughs> yeah, you an honest man. That that is not a that is not a bet I'd be willing to put money on. Me either. Because <laughs> this is an asshole. We put a bet that he will become a modern a civilized man, and he'll fuck it up on purpose. Just just to prove that he can. Yes. Like folks, Jerry's literally the guy who will have a great thing and just fuck it up. And be like, I can do it. Just just so the r- rule number one is that you don't doubt him for anything, no matter how minute or trivial. Hold my beer. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We we don't get it. But I can walk away not smelling like shit, and I've yet to figure that one out. You are a, uh, a enigma. We don't understand. Yeah, an you're, anomaly. An, you're an anomaly. There you go. Whatever. But, like, also, Cartoon Network was way worse about being having being dirty in their shows. Way worse. I don't know. I had to correct you with Phallus Phil earlier, though. Okay, let me get this one out of the way. So, folks, if you, we've all watched Hey Arnold. We all love Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold makes me cry. I will completely admit that. Uh, Pigeon Man, um, the Vietnam episode for Mr. Wen always gets to me. But the next time you watch Hey Arnold, pay attention and even pause the show if you have to. Look at the next time you get a good shot of Arnold's grandpa's head. And you tell me what it looks like. I'm telling you, that's not the only thing you made God cry to. <laughs> that's oh, there's a reason that I saw a picture of him being called Phallic Phil. That is all I'm gonna say. Call him Steely Phil for a reason. <laughs> Steel Rod Jones, jeez. That is definitely one of the moments I remember. Uh, something else, obviously, from that show I remember too. Helga, when she and her obsession with Arnold, the episode where she ends up hiding behind Arnold's. Uh, couch you know fold out couch is really cool and she gets to see arnold naked but she talks about how she's like arnold you make my girlhood tremble <laughs> girlhood <laughs> jeez lord have mercy i'm just saying and then the other awkward moment of with the uh, you know freaking uh lila and then you had gerald's sister and she uh, lila's like you know what? It's uh, it'll be okay as long as Arnold's okay with this threesome. <laughs> oh so, God! So many indie windows just, and it's not innocent because fucking Arnold blushes as soon as he's like, "Oh God." God. Just... Or my other one, other one of my favorites is you know the episode of Dexter's Laboratory where the lady bends her ass over and it literally says, "Daddy's trophy." Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute! I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter's just over there doing his on they do fromage and this lady's like bending over to get the cookies it's like daddy's trophy right across her ass oh uh, dear <clears throat> oh uh Johnny Bravo 
Johnny Bravo. First off, Johnny Bravo was the first real thirsty dude on TV. But I, in saying that, I'm going to get to the guy who was worse than him after this. Like, I was like, going to say, dude, your guy that you're thinking about was before Johnny Bravo, though, was I he? feel like. But like yeah. uh, the thing that sticks out for me is like on TikTok or at least on Facebook videos, whatever. There's an ep- like there's an episode where Johnny's uh, on a plane says like if he pulls the thing out says a case of killer clown, whatever, pulls it and it's supposed to be a sexy female clown, and he runs to the um uh picks her up, runs into the airplane bathroom, and says occupied. Oh. The only thing that the, the only thing that can make a clown happy is a a sexy sexy balloon blow up doll. But well, thing I, is, like, the, uh, just uh, I'll, I'll tell you another one. Another one that gets me, guys. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Two instances with the Powerpuff Girls. One, obviously, one of their villainous names was called Sedusa. I rest <laughs> my case. Yeah. Okay. Or or the day whenever Mrs. Bellum. Was helping the mayor sharpen his pencil. Mm. Or, or, or my other favorite, when Buttercup is trying to protect her father and tells the professor to use protection. <laughs> or another one of my favorites, whatever on the Powerpuff Girls, you literally have they bring home a new friend yes. and the first thing and they're talking yeah, about it. It's like, oh, I made these girls in the lab by accident. It's like it's okay, professor. I'm an accident too. <laughs> I. None of this is okay. No, <laughs> no. God, uh, the 90s pushed the envelope so hard. And oh, we're dude. for it. Or, um, the, or I mean, one of my other, go ahead. I'm sorry, Kyle. You need no. to have your time. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's just perfectly cool. And now you notice we're not even talking about South Park at all. Like, oh, no. South Park gets its own category. South <laughs> Park, The Simpsons is its own category. The one. Family Guy. Family, well, dude, we're talking Family about guy, the 90s. '99, but it's mainly looked at as a 2000. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about uh, bar or not barbs. God damn it. We can talk about Marge's cans. I mean, yeah, she was a uh, she. Marge Simpson was a little roll tide, if you know what I mean. Well, I was talking about the episode where she accidentally gets breast implants. And how, how does one accidentally get breasted? I'm just saying. I remember it's holding up her pots and pans to hide her tits, and freaking Bard is like, hey, can I have a cookie? And she gets them down with her mouth, and he's like, eh, I'm not interested. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 but one of the moments, guys, too, you know, speaking of a sex pot, we're going to talk about one from a series that was so dark but awesome. We're going to talk about Batman. Oh, good grief. Harley freaking Quinn. Favorite episode is whatever they're talking about her and Joker's anniversary. She pops out of a giant cream pie. Has a cherry on top. And the first thing she says is she's just like, my pie will make you want in seconds. It's the best pie in town. And she kicks the cherry. Oh, my God. Another episode where she's like, why don't you to the Chosen Joker? Why don't you come and ride your Harley? (laughs) <laughs> oh yes. Oh god. <laughs> so many different things that was wrong with that. And it's so good. Or you know, freaking messing with the boy wonder talking to Batman about how he's always interested in young boys. Just no. So many innuendos in all of our cartoons back in the day. Fuck. I and mean, we didn't I even recognize think... it. That's the thing. No, that's all the this thing. stuff came out and oh. we didn't even think about it. 
No, no, and, we don't even think about it at all. And then you got to think back in the day too. You remember the whole thing, the fiasco with the Little Mermaid cover, the artist. Yeah. Put dildos in the backdrop. Did it on purpose. And, and nobody noticed it till years later, and it's just like. That guy still has a job, probably, right? No, well, no. the one is he actually, yeah, because he got fired, and that was his parting shot because his art was already in the promotional poster. Yeah. And for the release, so he did that out of spite. Fucking A. That's like the biggest middle finger right there, folks. That is some good shit. <laughs> That's some real Wild West shit right there, but, you know, everything was written in a way for kids to not, you know, be able to catch it. Speaking of which, Kyle, one Wild West we don't talk about. We don't talk about Will Smith's The Wild West. I don't care what anybody says. I like that. I, also, do you remember the Burger King release for the uh, for during that? The glasses you could get at Burger King? The sunglasses and stuff? Yeah. Yes. And, oh, my I God. Like, that. Oh, the, like, Everybody dude, had them. Everybody wanted to get a certain one. Like, like the gold one was the most popular, like, most prevalent one, but, like, everyone had the silver ones, but you could almost never get them. I had both pairs, but it was kind of like the big thing for me was was when Pokemon came out and you had your die cast like Pokeball like the, the, cards. With, the with the gold plate with the gold plates. Mhm. Oh, I remember those. Or uh, the Lord of the Rings cups with the little light at the bottom. I do. Or remember those. something else. Or something else kids won't remember, guys. The Disney cups from Burger King for the movies. Oh, collectors' items? You kidding? That that that's proper. Uh, that's fancy. Uh dinner uh, attire <laughs> i'll tell you what my folks still have theirs <laughs> do you remember the coca-cola glasses from mcdonald's i actually have a full set <laughs> i have a bunch from here too <laughs> this is why we're best friends <laughs> you're my best friend god so, bless this man an, this has been an absolute blast just <laughs> chaos and nonsense and nostalgia Dude, there's, like, so many things. Like I said, obviously, wrong with television back in the day. I can think of, like, another mind fuck. Uh, the Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat, guys. I don't watch Felix the Cat. Oh, talking about 90s cartoons that really, like, had innuendos. Hello, nurse. The nurse. The... Do I have to fingerprints? <laughs> Animaniacs is probably the best written cartoon ever. And also, it didn't hurt that Steven Spielberg's hands were all over it. Boy, they got away with everything under the sun. Oh, dude, freaking so many things. Hello, nurse was always another. God. Yeah. Where the, the time? Where is the time gone? I don't, don't ask. Know, but man, I'll say this much: the new anime, anime on Hulu, it's not bad, but just it doesn't hold candles to the original. No, I bet say one of my favorite segments was always "That's my aunt Slappy." Yeah, Slappy with her purse. Or Katie Kaboom. Pinky and the brain, 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 brain. Nah. There are so many things. You know, well, folks, like here at Triple B's, we're your go-to place for for childhood nostalgia. So, y'all, if you if you need if you need a warm place to get away and just not think about stuff and remember how cool it was to be a kid, we're the place to be. Just keep that in mind every week. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> if I was your neighbor, I would always actually imagine if I was your neighbor, Jared. And you would be you would be at his beer. back and call twenty four seven. Oh my God, I would love to have both y'all as my neighbor. I mean, honestly, eventually, and I'm not being morbid. Eventually, these ladies are gonna go somewhere, and eventually, their houses will be open, and eventually, my friends will live next door to me. 
I mean, unless something dramatically changes my job, new job, dude, I, I'm not leaving this area. Yeah. I, I will drag you both kicking and screaming. For we're grown men, you ain't telling us nothing. Well, I can't say kidnap, so I have to, like, casually... What's the what's a good appropriate word for adult napping? Abduction sounds right, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that is flat-out kidnapping, sir. <laughs> well, I, we could call you for kidnapping, but Byron, no, he's a grown oh. man. <laughs> oh! Dick, why don't you? Damn! Jeez. Oh, shit. <laughs> He claps back. <laughs> Dude, the opening may have been lame, but the ending was strong. So are you saying that if Kyle gets abducted or kidnapped, do we have to put his face on the milk cartons to try to... Oh my gosh, yes. We got to put him on there. We also better put him on the back of every form of cereal known to man. <laughs> <laughs> we better get a hold of the New Day and ask to see if we can get some advertisement on some bootios. <laughs> You know, I almost bought a box of those when those were hot. You know, it cost 25 bucks for a box of bootios. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Because of the T-shirt. Goodness. Y'all are the worst. And you're the best and the worst at the same time. But you love us, though. Of course. But did I I not say you were the best, too? My heart. Tears in my eyes over here. You're my boy, Blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And don't worry, Kyle. While you're up here, I will take you to the park while you're here. You can congregate with all the other <laughs> short people. See this eyebrow, the one you tried to raise earlier? This is this is the look I give my kid, okay? I'm hey, giving it to you. Layla will introduce you to all the kids at the park. It's okay. There you go. It's not fair. Layla's nine years old, and she's almost taller than me. It cannot be helped. Like, I don't know. Either I'm really this short, or either kids are just getting bigger younger. I don't well, know. Well, Kyle, it makes you feel any better. I'll make sure she doesn't ask, what grade are you in? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're at that stage of life. Listen here, motherfucker. I thought this show was about us waxing on nostalgia, not roasting me. <laughs> well, this is nostalgia. I just can't help it that you've been in the same life cycle for the last 15 years. Oh man, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm, I'm Moving done. the fuck <laughs> on, y'all. Speaking of, of things that are, you know, shrinking, and also our show is shrinking. Uh, let's get back to the uh, retro rewind. Yeah. Yes. How about? We are way off the fucking tracks. <laughs> I'm off the rails. On right a crazy on. train. Yeah, exactly. Dude, sacrilege in my household. Miranda does not like Ozzy. I told her when everybody's walking in at the wedding, we need fucking crazy train. And she's like, no, I, I don't like Ozzy. No one likes Ozzy. I'm like, what? Uh, Kami, everyone likes Ozzy. And you agreed to marry her. Dude, the other thing, the only saving grace there was is I, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. So when the garter comes off, I'm launching that thing. I got her talked into playing Tied Up by Dirty Honey. <laughs> hey, you know what's great about this upcoming wedding? I don't have to be out there for the garter throw. No, you don't. Oh, you're the best man. But but Thank but although no no no, it's I'm married, dude. Garters for single folks. Oh yep. Shit. <laughs> but I, I but some way somehow I got that worked in there because I literally the line is I'm all tied up and I love the way you fucked me. I was like, oh my god, I get to. I've already. Something. You know, I've caught two garters already at weddings. Third test of charm. Uh, 
Well, well, son, I'm surprised I didn't tell you to go back to the children's table. <laughs> One of those I was the DJ at. I know, man, I know. I'll tell you how we're actually going to be uh, entertaining the sound. I'm going to be taking my big 15-inch subwoofer for the actual ceremony. Oh, we're we, we're going to be eardrum busted. Mm-hmm. Well, Miranda said she's going to let me have free reign over what's played while everybody's being seated. So I'm like, you know what? That's a hey, she said it. Made. You said it. Can't take it back now. <laughs> Especially when I say it's my equipment, my rules. All but right. Guys, I, the Richard Rewind. Let's get it. Yeah, going. let's get it because we're 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 just nuts tonight. Oh, we are, guys, and I, I promise you that we will be more on par next week. But we're going to talk about. Well, I'm not going to talk about it. these two are going to talk about it a game near and dear to their hearts because I just did not ever play the series because I was a late bloomer to the sports world. Yep. So, so we'll Kyle, talk- go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let Kyle take this one. Now, normally this wouldn't. This was not. Uh, this is not my cup of tea for sports types of games. But because the the, the spin taken on it is such a charm and it's so cute. The backyard sports games. And if you're old enough to remember playing backyard baseball, if you had a PC like Windows 98 or something like that, yep. uh, or backyard football, what it did is that it took for Major League Baseball, for instance, created kid versions of the best baseball players of that of that time and that series ran for well close to about a decade I want to say um, I don't know how long it ran but like they had at least four games I know of they had backyard baseball yep. football basketball and soccer yeah what well, the interesting thing about the soccer game was there was no pro uh athletes in that game it was only the backyard kids yeah, it's a little. I guess it's a little different because uh, Major League Soccer is not as well known, and I guess licensing with FIFA is tricky um, on uh, for the, for for that because they probably want their players represented as they are. So I get that. But with backyard basketball and football, you'd have the best NBA players, NFL, and Major League Baseball players of the time as children mixing in with the backyard players that were created already within the game. So you would have your superstars and your star players, but no matter what, I don't care which game you're playing, the first person you always pick, Pablo Sanchez. God. <laughs> if you want to think, like, OP as hell, this kid was – it didn't matter what game you played. He was the best at every position. Literally everything. Now, let me tell you something, man. Now, I, I've read articles about the most dominant ver- uh, sports video game athletes of all time, and usually they're real, you know, their takes on real athletes. Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl, obviously. Then you've got Michael Vick, who broke Madden on Madden 2004. Um, Jeremy Roenick in Angel 94, or Michael Jordan in NBA 2K11. Pablo Sanchez shits on all of them. Yep. <laughs> Because he literally is good at everything in all sports. Like, like, no, no, he no is. jokes. Like I, when I was playing backyard baseball, like I play on the easy mode. You know, I'm a cheater. And if you play in easy mode, when you do your draft for your team, the computer does not pick the best players. So my team, here's my team. I had Ken Griffey, Barry Bonds, uh, Albert Pujols, mm. uh, like all these big name stars. A Sammy Sosa. And Pablo is still the best player on my team. Like, All of those guys you named are Hall of Fame players, talent-wise. I, 
like honestly, if you if you were to look up an article of who's the best uh, sports athlete in a video game, it's that that's the answer. It's no it's joke. absurd. It is and so it, stupid. And it was so much fun. And like the power ups, like, like it wasn't just like oh you're playing backyard baseball with these guys. It's a real game. No, you get power ups. You go to like uh in baseball, you get the, a metal bat. Like the players win bats, you get the metal bat power up. Literally any ball you hit, it's going yard. Mhm. Uh, like oh, uh, the spitball, the uh, uh, screaming fireball, uh, fastball. <laughs> like there were so many amazing things about this game. It was kooky. It was fun. And like it hit this check off everything nostalgia. And you know the the best thing about it for me is that you take uh, it allows people who wanted to play sports but weren't necessarily good at it or they didn't understand simulation sports games you still get your fix without all of the bells and whistles it's simple it's colorful it's cute and you still get your your rush of i want to play baseball but i don't want to have to do too much thinking well and most people they usually prefer to get into a zany sports title anyway i mean you look <laughs> over the years uh was it punch out basketball that was the one old nest game i enjoyed oh you mean arch rivals yep yeah arch uh, rivals was always fun uh Kings of the Beach volleyball, and you also had a uh, break the or hit the ice, which was a uh, which was like an NFL blitz on skate yep. on skates before you had NHL hits. Or speaking uh, of blitz, blitz and blitz the league for GameCube and PlayStation Two and Xbox. Those games were graphic. Uh, oh, dude! Like, so I did not understand how anybody could enjoy those those games. But fun fact: back in the day in college. Speaking of blitz, the league. Um, one of the one of my classmates had that game, and I went up. I would go up to his dorm and play with him every once in a while. You know, he kick, completely kicked my ass. Um, but fun fact: that guy, his name's Demario Davis. He went on to become an All-Pro linebacker for the New Orleans Saints, and he is currently their defensive captain and one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. But we used to play Damn. blitz the league in his dorm as a as freshman at Arkansas State back in 2007. So cool story. Shout out to him. He's doing his thing. Um, Saints got a really good defense. But the backyard games, they provided that outlet for you to get your athletic fix without having to worry about stuff like salary cap and knowing all the rules. You know, it was silly slapstick and it worked. And that's the one thing I liked about it the most. Plus, you if someone drafted Pablo before you did, you immediately hated them. Yep. Uh, so quick, quick thing for you. The Super Bowl's coming up. Who's the first pro football player you would draft in uh, backyard football? Oh, for me? Oh, um, hmm. depends on what year. But uh, know, uh, I'm talking about for backyard backyard football. Normally, here's your here's your, here's your choices that they had. I've oh, got the list pulled up. Uh, Jude the the Bla- Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Oh, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe uh, was the quarterback before Tom Brady in New England. Uh, uh, Randall Cunningham. Ooh. Okay. John Elway. Yeah, Red Favre. Dan Brett. Marino. Damn it. Jerry Rice. Barry Sanders. Oh. Steve Young. Who's the first of those you draft? You. Pablo son. Sanchez aside. I'm thinking Barry Sanders. Steve Young. It's, uh, there, there, and there's way too many good quarterbacks there. 
But as Steve or Young, obviously you can never go wrong. But man, for, for me, every time I play, it was get Steve Young, get Jerry Rice. Barry Sanders he was a was a one man highlight reel, and that dude could literally carry your entire team. So if I need someone who's going to be able to put you know put the team on his back, I gotta go with Barry Sanders. It's a good choice. But. Yeah, man. And also, what was really cool about the backyard games, I forgot to mention this, you could actually create yourself in the game in whatever, yeah. whatever position you want. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, oh, I, wanna, I don't want to draft any of these other players out here. I want to draft, I'm going to create my own character. Mm-hmm. And it, it was amazing. Dude, being able to do design like that back in the day, that was kind of cool with yeah, other it, games too as well. It, if, if I get a chance to, like, I want to get my hands uh, on, like, be able to go, Get on my computer and go back and play some of them. Like I said, they were so much fun. We ought to go see fun. if the game center here in town has a copy of one of them. Like I said, I've got a console or two we can play it's, them in. It's it's only PC. That's the thing is these are all PC. Uh, I think they're the most reported to um to home. Yeah, most of them reported to home console, Byron. I at least remember those just because I'm gonna date myself again here. You guys remember the cheat code books you would get at the Scholastic? Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those the, just the. the you remember, like, it? people, uh, like, writing down the, like, uh, the cheat code list for GTA? Mm, um, just going there just to snake it from that? Yeah, is, have, like, a, is it a, sad a, that I still remember one? the, uh, a couple of codes from memory from GTA 3? No, it's not a bad thing. I remember looking up, like, the original Spider-Man movie cheats, like, the big head cheat and stuff. Oh, man. Like, I always love the Easter egg cheats like, like, like that. Um, or when you accidentally unlock the uh, the cool stuff menu in Mortal Kombat 3. Yes. Cool stuff, cooler stuff, and Scott stuff, whoever that is. Uh, there was that one. Oh, Go uh, Steve. No, the first game. Let's all date ourselves real quick. The very first video game that you found cheats for. For me, NBA Jam. Because you wanted to find out how to unlock will smith and dj jazzy jeff and scorpion and hillary clinton swear on everything hillary clinton is the most dominant player in nba jam i i wish i was kidding i'll be honest with you the infinite light chief or can't talk infinite life cheat and super mario brothers i don't really i don't there's a cheat where it's like i can't remember the world you're at but you place a turtle shell perfectly on like this the stair step at the end of the level and you okay. jump on it just right and you're and then it's, if you really jump on it and it's after you hit so many so many times it's just one up one up one up well one up, one there's up, one a up. broken point there where it's literally starts throwing up like flags it doesn't even keep track of your number of lives so byron what was the first uh, game you recall discovering a cheat for i never really discovered any cheats but like one game I probably uh, remember like doing the most cheats with was Battletoads. Yeah, you probably but, needed it for that. I mean, if you it's it's one of those games unless you for whatever reason were willing to spend the hours and hours like actually memorizing some of these levels. The only way to actually get to the further levels in the game was by cheat coding your way to the further levels. Shout out to James Rolfe. Him and his buddy actually did a full playthrough of that game on one of their episodes. Oh, on James and, Mike Mondays. Yep, and then you like, had... Whoa, the, co-op? They yeah. Did a full gameplay game of Battletoads. And, did, yeah. and they didn't kill each other for real. 
Yeah, it was a good time, man. And then you got to see them play through the water level, which was absurd. Surf City! Stupid. Surf City! Oh, no, it's a different one. There's actually underwater level. I forgot about that. It's kind of like the Ninja Turtles game. It's kind of the big fuck you. Oh, no, but, no, no, no. The big fuck you in that game? The big fuck you in that game uh, was the Snake World. I don't know. Oh, I'm about to say... Works. There's a, yeah, I, I would it. give you that, but anytime, it, like, even uh, the th- – like, what was – Kyle, what was the level where you were on, like, the speeders? That's, I don't remember the name of the World level, two. but two. You, you have to time the jumps on the ramps. World 2. Yep. Pain in your ass neck. And I will I, I say this – I don't know if I ever beat that one, but I cheat what cut my way to uh, Surf City, and it has very similar gameplay. You're on a freaking surfboard, like, trying to dodge stuff and jump uh, gaps. I actually did manage to actually beat Surf City. Guys, what was the most satisfying victory of a game you had? I think, honestly, for me, was Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project. Satisfying victory. Most satisfying. Um, I have to go back. To, I'll have to go, go old school here. When I finally beat Sonic 3 and Knuckles and got the true ending of the game, because Doomsday Zone, growing up, was a pain in the ass. Such great music in those games. I know. I, I okay. Literally at work the other night, I pull. I, I just put up the Sonic Three uh, soundtrack playlist, and I'm like, God dang it! This is what this this is something that Mario just can't touch. Not until later years, obviously, with his orchestral-based music. But no. But like, there, Michael Jackson put his hands all over the Sonic Three music, and you could tell. Oh yeah, you could tell. He definitely influenced a lot on that. Well, guys, I think that, it's been a hell of an episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, we only have Byron get in, but no, that was that was a, a rewarding. I'm sorry, Byron, go ahead. So yes, that's Mr. Moss. I have so I have two very satisfying victories, and they all come from the same game. What's that? One beat actually beating on the NES Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Okay, oh, Kirby yeah, getting very tough. And the final boss is just a hell. Oh, it's absurd. The second thing for that game, getting a, a, a perfect victory in the quick draw, which made a game. Oh, God. That last – the last one, the very last one, is it's almost impossible Dude, to actually the, win. The quick draw game gave you such anxiety. God. But, man, like I said, those to me were most satisfying. Like, you finally get faster than it and you uh, blast them. You're just like, Yes! But there is like so many moments. I mean, like the thing with me, what ties me to my game is, is the fact like I sat there and played it religiously. Like, you know, I remember going back to my grandparents like spare room and that's where the TV was at. We had like one of those old school, still black and white TVs had to adjust the dial to get the picture to come in the right way. (laughs) And then eventually we graduated to a color television much later. But I remember having to, you guys remember, a lot of those older TVs had the adapter where it was like the I can't think, yeah. think of the prongs now, but more or less you had to yeah. screw them in, and yep. then to be able to screw into the RF. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, we graduated to that because the television was so old, it did not have an antenna like coaxial. God. Now you talk talk up another thing, kids today ain't gonna understand having to do a coaxial cables. Oh, dude, coaxial cables, uh, anything additional, it's AV, uh, 
button switches on your actual coaxial cable to switch to the channel you can play it on for your yep. console. Yeah, make sure you mm-hmm. flip, flip it on the little box to either three or four. Yep. yep. And I remember the one with the Sega Genesis was notorious for going out because it literally was so small and jammed in there. You had to take like a pencil or something to switch it. At least the one on the Super Nintendo and on the NES were like on the back of the console. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time I remember seeing like the actual yellow, white, and red cables. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, you know, to enhance your game, your 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 picture on the TV, and then you know we go we go into component, dude. No joke. Component cables was something that made me feel like I was, like, a rich gamer. Oh, dude, it did. And then whenever <laughs> you got into, like, your additional, like, you know, uh, God bless, I am having a spaz moment. Blue, green plugs. Mm-hmm. Which which one am I thinking of, Kyle? I'm trying to think of it. I'm just going to tip my tongue. It's the closest thing to HD you could get back in the day. Uh, Yeah, components. Yeah, same was thing. It? Yeah, it's, it, it is. Oh yeah, that's right. It's RCA is the one I'm thinking of for the white, yellow, and red. Yeah. And then you RCA also, is that yeah. You also had S video option as well. Yep, digital optical eye. You guys remember if like here here's another one to date yourself. So say if your VCR, so say if your TV didn't have those auxiliary plugs, you remember having to hook your game console into your VCR to be able to play it. Yeah. Um, when um, I lived behind the high school, we had a neighbor. Who had um? He let me borrow his. My my um, my um, yellow, white, and red went went out. So he let me borrow his, and I had to get my mom's VCR DVD combo, and hook that up and hook it up to that in order to use the TV. Well, that's how I had to do it in my old bedroom, like back in the day when my folks were like, I still had an old wood grain TV. If you guys remember those wood grain TVs. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I had one of those, and then the way it had to work was it went from one of those coaxial, like, screw-in antenna cables. So Mm -hmm. that went from there to there to the VCR, and then I would use the line-in function on the VCR to hook up to the RCA cables. That was my workaround for it back in the day because, you know, whenever you get your first fancy console, first time I ever seen the RCA cables was with my GameCube. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to plug this up? I guess it's staying in the front room. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I can work around this. Can I, and it's like, oh, old VCR doesn't work? Oh, you know what? I can just use this as a hookup here. You'd be, and you'd be amazed how many workarounds that, that existed or that you had to think on your toes just to find ways to make you, to get your gaming fix. Oh, dude, there were several. It's a lot easier now. Well, shit, I can remember even like uh, – you remember back in the day when you could change your contrast on your TV just so, like, you know, instead of having your sleep timer, you could turn the contrast down, have your TV on low, keep it mm-hmm. on at night? Yep, and not get caught gaming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> have it low enough. Because if the if the parentals walked, uh, walked in and uh, they saw that light on, then your ass was grass. Oh, dude, that was the only way. Well, guys, I think we've had a hell of a week of an episode here. Yep. This was a lot of fun. And the next time, folks, you'll hear from us, this man right here will be a married man. Yep. And then next week, we are actually going to go over and address Cartoon's Worst Parents because we were kind of putting the feelers out there, kind of hear about what you guys thought were the worst parents. And then we're also going to talk about cartoon fan theories. Yeah, because I got a juicy one. I've got one. Me and Jerry actually talked about it earlier today. 
Yep. And then yeah. we're also going to go ahead and graze over a few other little snippets of things. We'll talk about the wedding weekend. Obviously, we're going to try to be as sober as we possibly can. No promises. Uh, well, I definitely will be more on the sober side to somebody uh, loosened up on his uh, consumption. Also, hey. we will have our special guest. I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I know he's going to be here, and we'll all be able to record together, Mr. Matt Whitworth. Fine, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been a long time since he and I recorded anything. I I'm looking forward to just us getting together and just gaming. Like I'm I'm looking forward to another uh this little a little Smash Bros uh throwdown. Oh, dude, you better well, be you prepared. Can, you can mark me up for last place on that shit. <laughs> shit. But, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a good time. And, folks, once again, we do appreciate you for tuning in. I mean, obviously, all the positive feedback that we can get, any sort of things for topics to discuss when we put those feelers out there, we really do appreciate you guys reaching out and being a part of it. Definitely. Because we wouldn't be here without y'all. Exactly. Uh, looking forward to next week, man. It's going to be, a, be an absolute it's, blast. It's going to be a party. Well, Kyle, what do you say you take us out this time? I'm usually the cat that does it. Uh, you know, I got a little experience doing this. So, folks, thanks once again for checking us out on Beards, Brews, and Bros. You can follow us on Twitter at Beards, Brews, Bros. We're also on Facebook under the same, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. For for Jared, Byron, and myself, be kind, always rewind, and we'll see you all next week. See you next week, guys. Take care.